Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. I don't know why I said good morning. It's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Whatever. Anyway, so today I wanted to share my diagnosis story. How I received my diagnosis of lupus and autism at the age, the year I turned 40. So... I was 39, it was like right, it was like a month or two before I turned 39, as though you really needed to know that. Anyway, so my second year of teaching, while I was getting ready to go on a field trip, I collapsed. My blood pressure was in like the 200s over 120-something, and I quickly found myself in an ambulance heading towards the hospital. This was the beginning of years of mysterious health crises that resulted in me receiving two important diagnoses, systemic lupus erythematosus and autism. This week, I wanted to share my diagnosis story. I already said that. Oh, my gosh. All right, so I'm going to have to cut that out because awkward. All right. So let's start with the lupus diagnosis following the five-year health crisis. If I'm being honest, I knew before that day of the field trip that I was not okay. I had known that I was not okay for a long time, but I had always been able to keep going. There were moments in my past when I would have these mysterious health breakdowns, and the few times I went to the doctor, no one knew what was wrong with me. They told me I was fine, or I just had a 24-hour bug or something like that. That day when I collapsed, that was the day I was forced to confront the reality that I was not okay, that something was wrong. I didn't know what was wrong, no one knew what was wrong, but I was definitely not okay. The years after that day was a roller coaster, with doctors having me try various blood pressure medications that didn't work well with my system at all, lots of ER visits, and one near-death experience, which sounds really dramatic, um, but it was kind of just a quick moment. Long story short, I was in the ER and my blood pressure dropped down to double digits, the upper chambers of my heart stopped pumping, and I was fading away towards the light at the end of the tunnel before snapping back to everybody yelling at me. And it turns out my heart was just slowly beating slower and slower and Yeah. So, needless to say, I spent about four days in a hospital under observation after that. And I noticed that after that day, that was the day when my primary care physician, I switched a few times to get to her, but she was already the leave no stone unturned kind of person. She was looking at every option. And after that, any other doctor I encountered had the same mindset. And so I started being tested for other random things, trying to figure out just what in the world is going on with me and my body. Um, I also had a functional medicine doctor who was amazing. Um, I have a pharmacist who understands about a lot about me and took the time to get to know me, understood my medication sensitivities and gave amazing advice. And so, after a plethora of testing, I finally received the diagnosis of systemic lupus erythematosus. And it's not common for men to have lupus. Less than 10%, I believe, 
of lupus patients are male. So I think that's part of why it took so long to identify this. Uh, my understanding, I'm not a doctor, my understanding is it is very common for men to have cardiovascular issues when they have lupus. So that was why my blood pressure was high a lot. Um, and then also we discovered that, you know, blood pressure is being affected also by anxiety, which is going to lead to the next thing we're about to talk about in a moment. But I will say that receiving the diagnosis was such a relief just to know that I wasn't crazy, that all these weird little ailments that I was feeling wasn't just in my head. I wasn't just being a wimp, that there really was something going on. And the reason why my symptoms were all over the map was because, well, lupus can mimic other things depending on where the autoimmune disease, whatever, whatever decides to mess with that day, um, it can give me different symptoms and different issues. Anyway, I still have a lot to learn, but it was great just knowing the main thing, knowing what was going on with my body. Now, just as I knew there was something going on with me physically, I also had always known there was something going on with me mentally. I had always been left of normal. I struggled making and keeping friends. I often had an asymmetrical approach to things that simultaneously felt like a gift and like a curse. There were some things that I would do very well and they could be very impressive, but there were other things I did that made no sense to anyone else but me or issues I had that no one else had a problem with. And while most of what made me different was under control as far as what it looked like from the outside interacting with me, because I was able to mask very well, I had learned to internalize a lot of my sensory issues because my problems were not, as far as I knew, real problems. No one else had these problems. And so I spent most of my life believing that if there was a problem, it was with me. That I was at fault and I really shouldn't be bothering anybody else with my issues, my weirdness, or my quirks, or what have you. So fast forward to when all of this is going on with my health. So I was a teacher and my wife was working as a teacher's aide. And there was a student in the classroom who was autistic. And after working with him for several months, she began to notice that a lot of the things that bothered that student also bothered me. Now, I didn't react in the same way. Of course, I'm older, more mature and you know, I could control my responses better than a child could, but I still had some of those same issues, some of those same triggers, the same need for stability, um, very similar sensory issues and complaints, similar social difficulties with how I interacted with others. And so after observing the student and comparing her observations with me for a while, she approached me and told me that she thought that I might be autistic and it's something that I should consider looking into. And don't get me wrong, it did take me a moment to process that, but after I did some research, read some articles, watched a few videos, I realized that there might be an answer to a lot of the stressors and problems that I deal with in life, that my anxieties aren't just general anxiety, but there are things that are causing me distress and discomfort that I don't know what to do about. 
So we talked with my doctor, talked with my therapist, and they agreed to have me tested. And so after going through the testing, I received the official autism diagnosis. I will say the testing was awkward. Um, I remembered pulling up to the testing site and telling myself, okay, when I walk in there, don't do any of the things I normally do to try to not make people uncomfortable. Don't just be, answer honestly, be myself, just do what feels natural. And it was like taking off a heavy coat in summertime. And I didn't realize how much I think every day about how the words I say, my facial expressions, um, conversations, like I knew people were draining. I knew that interacting with people socially was draining. I did not realize how much work I was putting into interacting with the human race. I knew that I read books on interactions and etiquette and read articles and watch videos and stuff like that, but I thought that was normal. I thought everybody had to do research to learn how to interact with other people. Everybody had to read books. Otherwise, all these books wouldn't exist, right? Just like there's all these books on fitness and dieting. So it was perfectly normal for me not to feel like I understood how to interact with other human beings. And going to that testimony, we realize, while yes, we all could stand to learn more in our social graces, but I shouldn't have known as little as I did. And more importantly, that the internalization of my sensory issues, um, the things that would cause me to be anxious and worried, were affecting my health. By internalizing them, I was making my health worse. More importantly, having an autoimmune disease, it definitely affected it. In fact, during the meeting where I received my diagnosis, the psychiatrist told us that this was a big part of my health problems because I had been internalizing my meltdowns, I had been stifling my shutdowns and ignoring my sensory issues, and that internalization was making my autoimmune disease worse. In fact, it turned out I can trigger an autoimmune flare just by having a panic attack or by being under extreme stress. So if I'm in a situation where the lights are causing me discomfort or the sock is causing me discomfort, by trying to tough it out, white knuckle it, you know, and live through it, I was actually putting myself in a situation where I was triggering an autoimmune flare, which is crazy. Receiving both these diagnoses within a month was a bit much, to say the least. While it was, I was very thankful to have answers, there was definitely... There was definitely a deep relief knowing that I wasn't crazy, that the physical and mental issues I had had for so long were not in my head, nor were they minor, but real problems that I needed help with. There was also a bit of mourning, a bit of grief processing, if you will, knowing that I'm going to have to make very real changes to how I live my life was a bit stressful. But over time, I began to find ways to live with my autism and with my lupus. I began to accept my limitations and live within them. I began to communicate with others about who I am and what I deal with. I learned that I'm not alone on this journey. And I still have a long way to go. And my biggest hurdle is often that I'm still apologizing too much for who I am and how I am.
Um, and that's something I'm still learning, that it's okay. I don't have to apologize. I don't have to feel bad about having the social awkwardness. I don't have to feel bad about having physical limitations. In fact, the more I've learned about routines and how to work with my routines, I've actually been finding that I'm able to do more of the things that I enjoy. And that by paying attention to my diet, following the advice of my doctor, taking care of my mental health, every day I'm getting back to being able to do more and more of the things that I enjoy and being able to live a meaningful life. And I did a podcast a few weeks ago about my routines. If you wanted to go back and either watch that video if you're watching me on YouTube or listen to that episode if you are listening to me on iTunes or Spotify. All right, friends, so that in a nutshell, that's my diagnosis journey. That's how I learned that I have lupus. That's how I learned that I am autistic. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad that I know. It's like I said, it's really just helped me learn how to be me. <laughs> oh, man. All right, friends, it's time for our next adventure. I'll miss you. Cheers. friends for listening to the Mr. Maxwell podcast. If you'd like to see what else I am up to, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, all at Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16. Please, I'd love to hear from you. Um, let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me, think of, let me know if there are any other things you'd like me to talk about. All right, friends, hope you have a wonderful day.